Well, we have now. I've been preaching for three years now, and I'm starting to get the swing of things here. We've got the gospel, actually, for the daily readings, oftentimes, I believe, almost throughout the entire year, at least at this point of the year, it's repeated over and over again. So it's the same gospel. The first reading is varied from year to year, from year one to year two, but the gospel is the same. So, which is kind of nice, actually, for the, from the preacher's point of view, because you kind of you get into sort of a rhythm and you know what to expect, and you can kind of build on what you did last year. So, last year, what I spoke about with, with this text here is I talked about uh, talked about the reality of divorce and remarriage, and uh, the what's called the indissolubility of marriage from the Catholic perspective, and I shared um, a story uh, about a man and uh, his wife who were in a very troubled relationship. And um, the son, who was just a very young boy at the time, was very afraid that mom and dad were going to split up. And and what the father said to him and, and his commitment to their marriage for the sake of the children uh, and, and for the sake of his love for his wife as well. And um, it, I, I thought that was a very good um, story and anecdote. I'm not going to repeat that. But I think maybe what we'll talk about today is something I, I mentioned last year, and I'll kind of build on from this. What we have here in our text is two of probably the most sort of like, I guess, um, uh, maybe difficult aspects or some of the most difficult aspects of Roman Catholicism. We have the belief that divorce and remarriage is a no-go, can't do it, okay? And then you have this whole emphasis on celibacy, too. So it's like a one-two punch, all right? And it, what I observed last year, and I'll say it again, it's very funny because many, many Catholics within the Catholic Church find these two things crazy. They find it very difficult. This is almost like... They don't want to be Catholic because of these because of these teachings, but from the converse perspective, it's the exact opposite, and that's what I find very very interesting. For many years, some of you probably know, for many years, I was outside the church and I identified with uh, Protestants when I was a young man, and uh, the more that I studied the scriptures. And then the early church, the ancient church from the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth centuries, I started to see how these two elements were a complete, um, they were unassumed, they were a given. It was a very distinctive Christian reality. Celibacy was really placed on a pedestal in the ancient church. It was really thought to be something else. And in fact, I'd say one of the two biggest reasons why pagans converted to Christianity is because they saw a large number of people within the Christian church who dedicated their lives to virginity or celibacy. And they said, how is that possible? This has got to be a divine power that these people are being given by this religion. And that was a huge motive for pagans converting to Christianity. Huge, huge. It was almost the number one reason why people converted from paganism to Christianity because of the witness of uh, celibacy. And it wasn't just one person here or there, but it was a widespread phenomenon. So it was a very, very prominent feature of Catholic Christianity in ancient times. And so also Jesus is the only man who's walked this earth, the only religious leader who's walked this earth, who has taught that once there's a true marriage bond, it's until death do us part. And divorce might be justified for practical reasons, um, but not remarriage, because remarriage constitutes adultery. It's the only person who's ever taught that. No other religion, no other religious leader has ever taught that. And from the perspective of someone who's looking at Catholicism from the outside and trying to determine whether or not it's the true religion that Jesus Christ preached, 
I tell you what, these two points are huge, huge selling points. They just say, look, Roman Catholicism today in the 21st century is the only religion in existence that actually continues to teach these two aspects of Jesus' teaching. It's the only one. It's a massive, massive point of credibility for the truth of Roman Catholicism. So I just find it from my perspective being outside the church then coming back into full communion with the church and then finding so many Catholics so disappointed in these two elements. It's very funny because I know tons and tons of converts. It's like, that's why they convert to Roman Catholicism. And so it's just very funny. It's very uh, um, an interesting thing to observe. But maybe this morning here, I'll just focus on this element of celibacy. I think what, what something is neat um, that we can observe, and it has something in common with marriage, and that is love. Love. It says, Jesus says, some are incapable of marriage because they were born so. Okay, so you have uh, the case of the person who, whatever it is, they might have some kind of congenital disease that you know they were born with genetically, uh, and it makes them incapable of the marital act. Maybe they're even the hermaphrodite or whatever it might be. Some some extreme uh, aspect of themselves biologically, a biological defect that makes them incapable of marriage. And so you have a person, it's a very kind of a tragic situation the person's in. Because of this accident of nature, maybe they'd like to marry, but they can't. Okay, so they're not, there's a, a, a constriction, a lack of freedom on, on their life. Okay? And then you have this other case says some because they were made so by others. Now, what is he talking about that? Being made incapable of marriage by others. What is that refer, reference to? Well, we don't see it a lot in the modern world, but in the ancient worlds, oftentimes, uh, for various reasons, uh, men were castrated by, by men who were more powerful than them, and they used the castrated servant or slave, as a servant or a slave to do various things. Um, and they knew that they were kind of like uh, safe. People, okay, so you've got the whole thing with a king. He's got like 200 wives and a harem, and uh, the only person that he entrusts the oversight of his wives to is this guy who's been castrated. All right, so that 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 a guy like that is referred to as a eunuch, and so again with a eunuch, it's kind of like, well, you know, maybe I'd like to marry, but uh, I can't. Okay, so there's this kind of sense of a tragic loss of freedom. But then we come to the third form of people who don't marry and they do so not because of a biological constraint or the choice of another person but from their own choice and it's a choice made in total freedom and does it simultaneously shut down your possibilities yeah, right, because you're saying I'm not going to, I could marry, you know, man X, Y, or Z, or woman X, Y, or Z, but I'm not going to. You know, and it's similar to marriage, because every time someone marries, they make a decision to say, I'm going to marry this person and not <laughs> all the other possibilities out there. So there is a kind of a, a limiting of, of freedom, so to speak, Limiting of possibilities, but it's done freely. And it's freedom is the arena within which love flourishes. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Freedom is the arena within which love flourishes. And that free choice of a spouse 
or the even more radical choice of celibacy, is this incredible space of freedom within which true love can flourish. And so both marriage and celibacy are complementary. They're not opposites in a certain sense. They're complementary because they're both spaces in the human heart within which freedom can exist for love to grow. In the case of marriage, of course, it's love for the spouse. In the case of the celibate person, it's love for God and for all human beings in God in a a very special way. The celibate person is able to love his or her neighbor in in a very special and unique way. So, my brothers and sisters, this kind of riddle of Catholicism, what people are so disturbed by and what is so convincing to converts to Catholicism uh, is in the end of the day uh, very intelligible and it makes sense. And the key to making sense out of it is love.